Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this installment of Iron Sharpening Iron as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Bible Bash, we will be answering the question, are pastors who have been diagnosed with ADD disqualified from the ministry? Now, this is a question that's coming to us from one of our listeners who is trying to understand the relationship between passages like Leviticus 21 and the broader 21st century category of mental illness. Uh, the question being essentially that because God required high priests under the Old Covenant to be free from physical deformities, does that extend over to 21st century pastors? If a pastor has been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, is that pastor disqualified from ministry in the same way that a high priest would be disqualified from service if that high priest had a physical deformity? Now, under the uh, terms of the Old Covenant, God wanted his high priest to be free from physical deformity as an object lesson to teach us about the danger of sin. Now, physical deformity in of itself is a reminder that sin has entered into the world through one man's actions, and we are longing for the day when God will completely deliver his people from all the effects of sin and present us spotless and blameless before him at his coming. Uh, so, when you think about this object lesson, one of the things to realize is that this object lesson has a uh, application that's yet to be realized. And yet, at the same time, if the Old Covenant were without uh, 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 shortcomings in certain ways, there would be no need for a new covenant. God has given his people a new covenant because, in part, uh, the old covenant had certain limitations to it. Uh, one of those limitations being that God required of the high priests that they be objects of physical perfection in order to teach us something about the nature of sin. But then one of the things that, that we learn through this object lesson is that the God's high priests could be uh, objects of physical perfection and yet still have this poisonous sin within their own heart uh, that needs to be dealt, dealt with in a more comprehensive way. Uh, ultimately, the Old Covenant was meant to point us towards Christ, who is going to be the fulfillment of the Old Covenant and then give us a new covenant, uh, which is... Uh, given upon uh, given with better promises and so as we think about the nature of the new covenant if you want to understand God's qualifications for pastors one of the things you're going to realize is that as you read 
through First Timothy and Titus, God's qualifications for pastors, uh, in contrast to his qualifications for the high priest, are going to be exclusively spiritual in nature related to their character. Now, uh, this, uh, when you think about this question in general, though, this is a type of question that does come about uh, as a result of a profound confusion as to the nature of what uh, is commonly called mental illness. So this is the kind of question, though, that if you leave the explanation we just gave of side, God has uh, physical requirements for the high priest in order to teach a lesson about the da- damaging effects of sin that is going to be fully realized when Christ returns. If you leave that explanation aside that uh, the new covenant gives us uh, entirely spiritual qualifications for individuals who are going to serve as pastors, and that's the most uh, more direct and relevant instruction that we should go to as it relates to qualifications for pastors under the new covenant you leave that aside one of the things you realize though is that we are living in the kind of society that really is unable to distinguish uh, what you might describe as a physical deformity and what's commonly called mental illness and if you were to think about something like ADD one of the things to realize is or something ADD or ADHD uh, these diagnoses, these labels, ADD and ADHD, are basically, uh, in a simple way, just descriptions of individuals' behavior. These are not medical diagnoses in any way. Uh, no medical tests are going to be uh, run on an individual who is diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. What they are is they are simple uh, descriptions of behavior. Now, here's what I mean. So, if, if you were to consider the DSM criteria for something like ADHD, uh, what you're going to find is that uh, this criteria that's used to diagnose a person. That sounds like it's medical language, but no medical tests are going to be run to determine whether or not an individual has, uh, quote-unquote, ADHD. Now, in order to receive this diagnosis of ADHD, essentially what you're going to have is uh, you're going to have to have a persistent pattern of inattention or hyperactivity that interferes with functioning or development in some sort of way. So as it relates to inattention... Uh, what's got, here's how uh, the ADHD diagnosis is given. Uh, so six or more symptoms of inattention for children up to age 16 years or five, uh, five or more for adolescents 17 years or older and adults. Symptoms of inattention have been present for at least six months and they have uh, and, and they are uh, inappropriate for developmental level. So what you're going to find is you're going to have six symptoms that are used for children up to age 16 and five or more for um, 17 or older. So these are the symptoms that are used to diagnose ADHD. Uh, an individual often fails to give close attention to detail or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork, uh, at work, or other activities. So these are related to inattention. Fails to give close attention to detail. Uh, Makes mistakes. Makes careless mistakes. So uh, one of those. Uh, uh, Often has trouble holding attention or on task or play activities. Uh, Often does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. Often does not follow through on instructions or fails to finish schoolwork, chores, duties at the workplace. Uh, So as you might notice, these are the symptoms that literally every child has. (laughs) Often has trouble organizing tasks and activities. Often avoids dislikes or reluctance to do tasks that require mental effort over a long period of time. 
often loses uh, things necessary for tasks and activities, school materials, pencils, books, etc., is often uh, easily distracted, is often forgetful in daily activities. And so uh, the vast majority of children are going to have at least uh, six or more of these uh, symptoms, these quasi-medical symptoms that that are really just basic observations about an individual's thoughts or behavior. Uh, But then the second uh, feature there is hyperactivity and impulsivity. So you're going to have to have six or more of the symptoms of hyperactivity or impulsivity for children up to age 16 and five or more for those older than that for at least six months and has some sort of negative effect on developmental level. So often fidgets or taps with hands or feet or squirms in seat, (laughs) often leaves situations where remaining seated is expected, often runs about or climbs in situations where it's not appropriate, so hyperactivity, often unable to play or take part in leisure activities quietly, basically every boy, uh, is often on the go, (laughs) acting as if driven by a motor, yeah, most boys, Uh, often talks excessively, yeah, it's children, often blurts out an answer before a question has been completed, Uh, Obviously, yep, hyperactive, yep. Uh, Often has trouble uh, waiting their turn, children. Often interrupts or intrudes on others, butts into conversations or games. So basically, you're going to have to have six or more of the hyperactivity symptoms. It sounds like a medical problem. It's just basic observations about thoughts and behavior. And then six or more of uh, symptoms related to inattention. Now, in addition, following criteria must be met. Several inattention or hyperactive impulse symptoms were present before the age of 12. Uh, and several symptoms are present in two or more settings, such as school, home, work, etc. And there is clear uh, evidence that these symptoms interfere with or reduce the quality of social or work functioning. And they're be- not better explained by some other mental disorder. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, as you interact with a diagnosis like that, one of the things you can realize is that this is entirely a description of an individual's thoughts or behavior. And this says nothing about the nature of uh, the origin of this inattentiveness or hyperactivity. Uh, So uh, what you find is that when you're interacting with something like ADHD, you feel like uh, an individual who has been given this label has been giving a medical diagnosis when really all that's happened with this label is that an individual is, is having their thoughts and their behavior patterns described under one unique label. And this really says nothing about, um, uh, any kind of uh, th- th- this really says nothing about etiology. Essentially, there is no evidence that that any of these um, descriptions of their behavior are caused by some sort of brain problem. Essentially, so one of the things that we want to say are pastors who have been diagnosed with ADD disqualified from ministry. Well, I imagine that most individuals could be diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, uh, particularly the type of individuals who are living in a society that. Um, is dominated by entertainment and uh, and, and uh, living in the type of society that is producing you know uh, fifteen second attention spans in adults and children alike. Pretty much anyone can be diagnosed with this kind of label, and 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 this is the not the type of label that has uh, has a that is absolute proof or evidence of any kind of actual brain problem in an individual at all. Uh, no medical tests are going to be performed to give this label, and so when you think about a label like this, one of the things you have to do is demystify this kind of label and realize that this is uh, this is not a brain problem. This is <laughs> this is a thought and behavior kind of problem that is being uh, described in the language of in, in uh, language that mirrors medical language when it's actually nothing of the effect. But then to the broader category of the question in general, one of the things to realize is that under the terms of the New Covenant, 
pastors are, uh, the qualifications for pastors are entirely spiritual, and there was a purpose that God have in, had in these old covenant um, labels that will be realized when the Lord returns. This has been another installment of Iron Sharpening Iron. As always, if you would like to have your question included in one of these midweek episodes, email us at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Gab. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.